today uh, we are reading from Ephesians uh, chapter 6, verse 1 to 4. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with the promise, that it may go well with you and that you may enjoy long life on the earth. Fathers, do not exasperate your children. Instead, bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord. Uh, I uh, have a special Bible that's written in uh, both in English and in Korean, which is my first language, and uh, I would like to read in uh, Korean as well. 자녀들아, 너희 부모를 주 안에서 순종하라. 이것이 옳으니라. 내 아버지와 어머니를 공경하라. 이것이 약속 있는 첫 계명이니. 이는 내가 잘되고 땅에서 장수하리라. 또 아비들아, 너희 자녀를 노역게 하지 말고 오직 주의 교양과 훈계로 양육하라. Amen. And uh, good morning, everybody. Uh, to the dads, happy Father's Day. I, I first of all want to acknowledge uh, what many of us have been feeling over these past couple of days with the dark cloud that's been hanging over our city. One woman and uh, two men are dead and one critically wounded after a shooting over at the University of Alberta. And probably like you, I've been uh, checking the news updates just constantly, just uh, trying to get the latest on that situation. And I know at least two of those uh, men are dads. And what a, what a tough day it must be in their families today. And this morning on, on Father's Day, I, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of those families. I'm uh, even the family of the suspect in this situation. Uh, everyone has been uh, impacted for the rest of their lives. And uh, some are no longer with us because of a tragic, horrendous senseless act. So what an important day to stop and thank God for our families and to cherish them and to love them and to bless them. And as we celebrate our fathers uh, today, memories, uh, memories of our dads uh, begin to float through our minds. Uh, some of you, of course, uh, still have your dad in your life and uh, some don't. Uh, your father uh, may have passed on uh, years ago. My dad's been gone for um, 27, 28 years, uh, although I can't, uh, I can't say it feels that long. Uh, memories of my dad are still uh, very fresh in my mind and heart. Uh, and as I thought about my, my dad, I, I uh, thought about my relationship with him and uh, how he influenced me and the kind of relationship we had. It was a good relationship, for sure. Uh, not without its struggles, of course. And I, I wondered, uh, I, I wondered what Dad was thinking about in uh, in his own life and uh, the influence that he was trying to have uh, uh, upon the world and what he was trying to accomplish in his 73 years <clears throat> upon this earth. You know, I never really heard him talk about his goals and his objectives in life. Uh, uh, maybe a little more so in the last few years of his life. Uh, uh, but I know he would have thought about it a, a lot. Uh, all of us do, because uh, maybe maybe we're very private people and we tend not to share those kind of thoughts. He had, certainly had plenty of time to face his mortality because he was quite sick 
for the last couple of years uh, uh, prior to his death. So I know he thought a lot about his life, and I know he thought about the significance uh, of his life, because every one of us think about the significance of our lives. Dads do, moms do. I mean, we all do. And, you know, it's something that grows with intensity as the years go by. Everyone wants to increase their significance as the years increase. Why? Because everyone wants to feel like their life made a difference, like they made a contribution to planet Earth. And and you can say at the end uh, uh, of the finish line that my life counted for something. Uh, Everyone wants that. I wasn't just a puff of smoke that vanished into thin air. Well, the message this morning is uh, for everyone, not just for dads. It may may be a little more directed towards uh, fathers because this is their day. But honestly, the words are quite open-ended, and I think you'll find a place to, to grab something for yourself. Now, here's the verse, uh, and only one verse for consideration this morning. So, uh, we'll just zero right in on this verse. It says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. Proverbs 13.22. Let's look at that again. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children, but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. It's quite a verse. Have you seen the bumper sticker from years back which said, we are spending our children's inheritance? And it's said with kind of a note of glee, I think. Uh, Most often, uh, the bumper sticker is a bit of a spoof on the whole idea of estate planning and saving your money. It conveys the idea that we're going to have our day. We're going to have our fun, and if there's anything left over, well, okay, we'll pass it on to our kids and to our kids' kids. I mean, if there is something. So from the beaches of Hawaii, we shout out, we're spending our children's inheritance. (laughs) It's great. From our trips to Europe and uh, Rome and fun places, we shout out, we're spending our children's inheritance. And from the living room of a newly decked out house with all the amenities, we lift up our voices to say, we're spending our kids' inheritance. Almost seems like a little bit of glee in all of that. Like now it's our turn. But mostly it's a fun statement. Mostly it's a fun statement intended to create a little laugh and some lighthearted moments. And sometimes it's just plain true. That's the sad part of it. We are spending our children's inheritance. Not because we're trying to, but because uh, we don't have the necessary resources as we come to retirement. Many financial advisors today are telling the same story, that people are waiting too long to begin thinking about retirement. You can't suddenly start thinking about retirement when you're 55 and expect to be ready when you're 65 or whatever that magical number is these days. You have to start thinking about retirement and passing on an inheritance when you're 35 
or younger. Most of us can't wrap our heads around that when we're 30 or 35. I couldn't. Because it seems like we're just getting started. What are you talking about? Retirement. I'm just getting started myself. However, just a little bit into the pocket of retirement when you're 30 years old and then faithfully, year by year by year, just a little bit, just a little bit every year, mounts up and don't take it out, but it mounts up and, and your investment is working for you and you have an incredible return by the time you get to 65. I wish we could, we could get that into our minds when we're 30. And that's why it's so important to start planning early in life. The whole idea of passing on our goods and resources is biblical. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 14 says, Houses and wealth are inherited from parents. In 2 Corinthians, Paul was giving his counsel to the church, and he writes, Now I'm, I'm ready to visit you for the third time, and I will not be a burden to you, because what I want is not your possessions, but you. After all, children should not have to save up for their parents, but parents for their children. 2 Corinthians 12, 14. Perhaps he was speaking into a particular context here uh, in Corinth. There, there indeed may come a time as parents age that the children need to step up to ensure that the parents are provided for. That does happen. Most often it's just in terms of care, but sometimes it might be in terms of financial resources. And I think it will happen uh, more, more and more given our economy and the cost of living. But in general, we have this sense from Scripture that it's the other way around. That we provide an inheritance for our children. We could get into some of the finer points of, of this discussion in terms of how much is enough. Have you thought of that? How much is enough? And when do you think of other ministries? And when do you think of kingdom work? And where do you say, this is the family inheritance and this is what I'd like to give to the ongoing ministry of a church or an educational institution or something I believe in that is expressing great purpose and hope for the world and for the church of Jesus Christ? And that's an important conversation. Our text says, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children but a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. The verse has a slightly different tone to it, causing us to think that perhaps there's a shift here from material resources to spiritual legacy. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. Is Solomon into estate planning here? Is Solomon at the forefront of the whole insurance industry? Encouraging dads to buy a policy and let the beneficiaries be the children. Is Solomon urging us as dads to write out a will? Which, by the way, is a great idea. Uh, so that we can legally declare where our inheritance is directed. Do you have a will? A good man leaves an inheritance... For his children's children. These words are not so much to be read as a way to say, guys, this is what we have to do. Good men, you should be sure to leave an inheritance to your children and to your grandchildren. Rather, these words are more declarative. 
they are to be heard as a statement of truth. It might more simply read, this is what a good man does. Because of the fact that he's a good man, he leaves a marvelous inheritance to his children and to his grandchildren. Stated another way, when a good man dies, part of what his offspring inherit, inherit is the blessing of being related to an upright and godly man. Maybe that's what the writer is coming at. It's like Isaac in Scripture being able to say, My dad was Abraham. And with that statement came an immediate respect because of his father's sterling reputation. In August of 2006, Newsweek magazine interviewed Billy Graham. Amazed by Billy's attitude in spite of deteriorating health, the author of the article wrote, he seems incapable of surrendering completely to the weakness of the body, of his body. One of Dr. Graham's uh, daughters, Anne Graham Lotz, many of us have heard her speak at, at uh, Breakforth, recounted a conversation with her father on the subject of aging. All of my life I've been taught how to die, Billy told her, but no one ever taught me how to grow old. She replied, well, Daddy, and that's how she would say it, well, Daddy, you are now teaching all of us. You are teaching all of us. Lotz also noted that she had learned an important lesson about aging after observing her father. When you get older, secondary things like politics begin to fall away. And the primary things become primary again. And for Daddy, the primary thing is, as Jesus said, to try to love God totally and to love our neighbor as ourselves. So what a tremendous inheritance Billy Graham leaves. His children and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren have had the overwhelming privilege of for some time having been close to a man who proved through his living the rich benefits of walking along God's pathway. Think of Isaac having the privilege of having Abraham as a father. Can you imagine growing up in that home? Don't credit me, Isaac probably would have said. Being Abraham's son, I mean, I should know a thing or two about the ways of God, shouldn't I? I'm the son of Abraham. So this verse underscores the truth that a good man, just by virtue of who he is, leaves an outstanding legacy to both his children and to his grandchildren. The Amplified Version maybe gets a little closer on, on this thought when, when it says a good man leaves an inheritance of moral stability and goodness to his children's children. What do you think of the last part of the verse? But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous. This is a proverb. And Solomon was observing life around him. He noticed that often people who didn't walk with God were not as careful with their money and their resources. They didn't honor God with their finances, and gradually some of their resources began to slip away. Business people today will tell you, who are not followers of Christ, that they too make sizable gifts to charity because there is a power in giving things away because when you give away it seems to come back 
And so even the business community have caught that. God has put that into the universe. That when you give away, it comes back. Mark and I had the experience not too long ago, uh, just a month or two ago, where we, we felt like we should give something away to a particular situation. And then we didn't expect that anything would come back. But it was amazing how the doors opened and it did come back. Quite to our surprise, above and beyond, I don't know how many fold it came back. It's like, Lord, I wasn't thinking about that, but you surprised me. You blessed. That was such an amazing, if you give, you receive. There is a cycle that God puts into motion. And when we give it, it comes back. And when we don't give it, it tends to elude us. And our finances drift on us. Remember when the children of Israel walked out of Egypt after all those plagues? Remember what they carried out? They carried out all the riches of of Egypt. All that generation of wealth. And they carried out the wealth of of people who had gone before them. And, And the Egyptians said, just get out of here. And they took the wealth with them. My main thrust, however, is the first part of this verse. I'll try not to get diverted here. A good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. The reverse of this is also presented in Scripture. For example, in Exodus 34, God says, He will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and children's children to the third and fourth generation. So what I'm saying is the opposite is true also. Bad men leave an unsuitable inheritance, morally, spiritually, to their children's children. What is the legacy we leave if the example we give is years of profanity, of dishonesty, of bitterness, of immorality, of uncontrolled temper, of shiftlessness, of greed, of broken marriages, of heavy drinking, of even violence. And yes, that's what many children and grandchildren have in essence by, have been willed by more than a few fathers. One horrific act of violence, even this week, scars a family for not only this generation, but probably the next generation too. These words, a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. They are to be heard as a statement of truth. This is what a good man does because of the fact that he is a good man. He leaves a marvelous inheritance to his children and to his grandchildren. Now, my wife went to an in-service seminar some time ago. And uh, she listened to uh, a gentleman say this. And he was applying it to the classroom. Mark wonders what I'm going to say right now, I know. People, he said, remember what you say in the first five minutes, uh, and they remember what you say in the last few minutes. So people will remember what you said at the beginning, and they will remember what you said at the end, but they will forget everything in between. Now, I quickly internalized that for preaching. Mark took it for teaching in the classroom context. I took it for preaching, and it almost seems too much to bear. People only remember what you say at the beginning and they remember what you say at the end and they forget everything in between. Can you remember what I said at the beginning? (laughs) I talked about my dad and I mused about what he thought about the significance of his life. 
But assuming that is right, and we're all human, and you will forget all that I have just said, I'm going to really come to the punchline now so that you can remember it. Uh, and I'll get there as quickly as I can. And I want to speak on behalf of the men here of Terwilliger Community Church. I'm sure there is diversity, great diversity, within us as men. Some of our men here are outgoing about their faith. Some are quiet. Some are very deep thinkers. Some are very active and they're doers. Some feel very confident in their faith. Some are wanting to make their faith a daily reality, to figure that out. And they struggle with how to do that. Some are new in their journey with, with Christ, but real excited. Some are analyzing, trying to figure out if this thing is for real. Some are shy. Some are private. Some are reserved about their faith. Some are hurt. Some have been damaged in years gone by. And they're slowly regaining trust. Can I walk across this tightwine? These are good men. And they want to leave an inheritance. A godly inheritance for their children's children. What shall we say as men of TCC? To my children and grandchildren, I leave the following spiritual legacy. From the men of TCC, number one, I leave my family and friends the awareness that your father had entered into a personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. I acknowledge that this relationship was scarred with sin and failure, but I also acknowledge that I responded to the grace and forgiveness of God. I came to understand that I could never deserve it. I could never earn it. So by faith, I claimed it for my life, the grace of God. And I came to know the peace and joy of Christ. I bear witness that what God has done in my life is the most significant thing that has taken place in all my years on the planet. Men, that is a powerful legacy. Your own personal relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And I know if you're on the journey and you haven't really come to experience Jesus in your life, this, when you come to it, will be the most transformational part of all of your years on this earth. That will be it. That will be the keystone right there. Secondly, from the men of TCC, I leave to my children and my children's children the rich reward of being on a journey with God through my earthly days. Some of us will readily admit the journey I've been on uh, has been authentic. However, there have been days and months and maybe even years when I wandered somewhat aimlessly in my relationship with God. I've desired to love the Lord with all my heart, my neighbor as myself, but admittedly with much struggle and with much stumbling. Though I've not modeled this love perfectly, I have sought diligently to remain on this path and would advise you to do as well. You know what is encouraging is our authenticity. Although we may miss the mark, our hearts say with the grace of God, I really want to grow and I really want to make a difference. 
during the time that God gives me on the planet. Thirdly, from the men of TCC, I leave to my family and friends the joy of worshiping. I have discovered the pure delight and joy of expressing God both in private and in public. What a blessing for you to be here this morning. We dismissed our children, but what a blessing for our children to see us worshiping together. What a blessing that is. And uh, that is going to stay with them uh, always. I still see uh, in my mind tears coming from my dad's eyes as he sat in a worship service. What a blessing to know that his heart was being touched by the Spirit of God. That's a blessing, and you never forget it. Fourthly, from the men of TCC, I leave to my family the legacy of finding fulfillment and richness through coming to God in prayer. There are, uh, through a variety of means, early mornings, perhaps late nights, perhaps sacred spaces throughout the day, perhaps you're a journaler talking to God. My life has been richer because of prayer. And as the men of TCC, we would want to pass this on to the coming generations. And what a legacy for your children to know that you're a praying dad, to know that you're a praying grandpa, that they know that you set aside time to be with the Father. How often as a child I, I found my grandfather kneeling at the side of his bed praying. He lived with us for a few years, not a lot of years, but a, a, number, a number of years, and he had a bedroom downstairs. And often as a 10-year-old, I'd go running downstairs and I'd find him. He was in prayer. He was kneeling at his bedside. And it took me all these years to kind of figure out. I'll bet he was praying for me. <laughs> I'll bet he was praying for me. I, I've never even thought of it. But I bet my grandfather was praying for me back then. That's amazing. That's wonderful. From the men of TCC, number five, I leave to my, fam I leave to my family the legacy of a strong relationship in my marriage and in my family. The joy of family and the love that we have shared is one of the most precious things of life. Six, from the men of TCC, I leave as a legacy a love for the word of God. The word has nourished my heart and soul all through the years. And I hope it will nourish yours. What a legacy that uh, dad, your dad, your grandpa perhaps, was feeding himself day in and day out with the word of God. That he had perhaps a plan for moving through the scriptures. That he was hiding the word of God in his heart so that he could grow and he could face the challenges of the day and of his life. Leaving a legacy of being a student of the word of God. Then seven from the men of TCC, I leave as a legacy, a heart to grow. Although I could claim I'm a shy person, I challenged myself to keep stretching in the faith, 
keep finding community and keep open to discovering more of who God is in my life. Number eight, from the men of TCC, I leave a picture of a man who truly loved the church. And like uh, his Lord uh, gave himself for the church, that we too will give ourselves for the church, for the advancement of the church of Jesus Christ. I saw my dad active uh, in the church, serving wherever he could. In his closing years, my dad became a deacon, which uh, in today's equivalent is something like an elder. Uh, He never felt through his life that he could be a deacon. And one of the things that intimidated him was the fact that he only went to grade four, a little one-room schoolhouse, and uh, he felt so intimidated by people who could read and who could study. And uh, uh, So he he always struggled with... uh, praying out loud. You know, it wasn't until the last five years of his life that I heard my dad pray out loud. And it was such a joy for him to have that freedom. When the Lord set him free from that area, from that privacy of that area, he wanted to pray with me. And I can tell you that was an amazing father, son. bond like we've never had before. So leave a legacy of loving the church because you know the church is still God's way of reaching the world for Jesus Christ. And we're the church. We're the church. Number nine from the men of TCC for my children and grandchildren I leave a record of active Christian stewardship. This is not just in terms of money, although that's important, and God has proven himself time and time again in those areas, but I've come to see myself as a servant of God, as the men of TCC, whose main job is to please my master in the use of the resources that he's given to us. We're called to be faithful stewards. There is one owner, God himself. There is an amazing freedom when we can say, God, you own it all. And I'm called to be a faithful steward. I acknowledge your ownership in everything. My relationships, my family, my friends, the possessions you blessed me with, uh, finances. I'm your faithful steward. Not an owner. A faithful steward. Oh, there's an amazing freedom when we can come to that point and say, I'm not an owner. And this is the battle that belongs to the Lord. It's his battle. And I'm just coming with him to do battle. But he's the owner. There's one kingdom. And then number 10 from the men of TCCI, I hopefully leave a working understanding of the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's been my desire to let you be acquainted firsthand with what what Christian love looks like. Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And so from the men of TCC, we've sought to follow Christ. And he is producing in us these qualities that we would never know apart from him. And then finally, from the men of TCC to my children and grandchildren, I leave the sure hope of a glorious reunion in eternity. 
What a family gathering that's going to be. The Lord will be there with all of us, his family. So whatever you do, don't miss it. Don't miss it. Well, that's enough from the men of TCC. We could go on. The text says that good men leave an inheritance to their children's children. In a simple sentence, that's what this sermon is all about. What's the inheritance that you're leaving? Dads, what do you want to leave for your family? Not just material resources, ah, but especially those things that matter most to God. Happy Father's Day. Let's stand together.